Welcome to the Someday Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'm a Someday Mom just like you, who is passionate about empowering and educating women who desire to be a mom sometime in the next one to five years to be proactive about their fertility, health, habits, and lifestyle. On this podcast, we get real with each other and we hold hands as we learn what to do and what not to do as we prepare to be moms someday. We're gonna talk about everything from proactive fertility to foods and toxins we should stay away from to habits we should instill into our lives to motherhood, and even to maybe building a business if staying home is something you desire so that you can still contribute and have something of your own. I am so excited to be in this with you, and I cannot wait to see how much we grow through this season together. Hey friend, before we get started today, I want you to think about what you are grateful for. In this moment that you are listening to this podcast, What are you grateful for? Look around you. Maybe you're driving. That's when I listen to podcasts most is when I'm in my car or maybe you're in the shower. Maybe you're on a walk. Maybe you're doing something else like cleaning your house or cooking dinner and listening to this. And I just want you to take a second and think about what you're grateful for because it's so important to practice gratitude every single day. Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's move on to today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about endocrine disrupting chemicals. Maybe you're familiar, maybe you're not. You probably are because I feel like if you're, if we're friends and you're probably following similar accounts than I am, then you probably have seen a lot on this, but I wanted to bring to you a little bit more information about endocrine disrupting products and things that you can do to remove them or at least reduce them in your household, in your life to help with your fertility. Because yes, they can affect your fertility. And I know that you all want to be moms someday, just like me, and you want to be proactive and have the best chance of getting pregnant and having a healthy, thriving baby, right? And so these are some things that we can do. But before we dive into what we can do, we need to learn about what these EDCs or these endocrine disrupting chemicals are. Okay, so EDCs are chemicals or combinations of chemicals that interfere with the way the body's hormones work. We don't want anything to disrupt our hormones when we are wanting to have a baby someday. We want our hormones to be at their healthiest levels, right? And these EDCs have been linked to developmental, brain, immune, and reproductive complications. We don't want that, right? Like, hopefully you're with me on that. What they can do is crazy. So EDCs, and we'll get into like the specific ones that you'll see in your products at home, but EDCs can do three things. They can either mimic the body's natural hormones. They can decrease or increase normal hormone levels, 
or they can interfere with the natural production of hormones in your endocrine system. Okay, so how do these function in your body? I just gave you kind of three three main things that they do, but what we need to know is number one, chemicals aren't inherently bad. They're actually an important and essential part of life, but artificial EDCs, which mimic the hormones that your body produces, which interrupts the endocrine system, which is the huge collection of glands that produce the hormones that regulate your metabolism, the growth and development, your tissue function, your sexual function, your reproduction, your sleep, and your mood are not good, right? Those aren't things that we want in our body. So we want to make sure that we learn more about them and be able to start to reduce them. So these estrogenic, many times you'll hear them as like estrogenic disrupting or endocrine disrupting, right? These estrogenic, because basically they mimic estrogen to make your body think that you're producing all this estrogen and you're not, okay? They can trick your body into thinking that there are more hormones being produced than there actually are. And what does that do is basically your body then responds into in one of two ways, either by shutting down its own production of estrogen or by ramping up your production of estrogen and progesterone as well. But we don't want our hormones to either be gone or super high. Our whole goal is to have very balanced hormones throughout the different phases of our cycle. Remember, we've talked about where our hormone levels should be at each phase of our cycle. And if we are consuming or putting these endocrine disrupting chemicals into our body or onto our body, which then gets ingested into our body as well, that is going to mess with our hormone imbalance. Are you following? Are you tracking with me? So we've talked about what they are. How do they function in our body? What do they do in our body? They, they basically mimic hormones and make, a, make our bodies think that we are actually producing more than we actually are. Not a good thing for someone who wants to have balanced hormones and wants to have a baby one day. So how might these EDCs impact your fertility? That's something that you need to know, okay? Because that is like the main thing that made me go look at everything in my house and start making some swaps. A 2009 scientific statement from the Endocrine Society suggested that EDCs may impact the body's levels of fertility hormones like estrogen and testosterone, as well as thyroid hormones, okay? So there's a study that was done, right? I'm going to give you a few different studies throughout here. But mainly what we need to know is that hormones, I think we all know this by now, you've heard me talk about our hormones a lot, those specific ones that we talk about are estrogen, progesterone, 
and testosterone, right? Mainly we talk about estrogen and progesterone. So in this, be thinking about your estrogen, okay? Hormones are essential, right, to reproduction. We know that. So it makes sense that if our hormones are out of range, because we're disrupting them with these products that we're using, that that can impact your fertility and many parts of the reproductive system, such as ovulation. If you're, if you're struggling to ovulate or maybe you struggle with PCOS, that could be a problem. And this isn't just about us. Our husbands need to do this too because this can also affect their sperm count. So it's so important that their hormone levels are balanced as well. Their testosterone levels are balanced, right? So also since then, so since 2009, there's been more research that has been done. Um, There is continued research about this. I think they just are constantly learning new things, which I think is just super cool, to be honest. But additional research has been, has found that this exposure to certain EDCs, which we will speak of all of them in a second, but these certain ones, such as parabens, you've probably heard that word, and pesticides, I know you've heard that word, are associated with adverse fertility outcomes, okay? They may affect your weight, your pregnancy gain, an increased risk of miscarriage. Those are not things we want, right? And then there's been some smaller studies that have noticed a link between miscarriage and BPA, which we'll talk about BPA here in a second, and a link between phthalates and worsened fertility outcomes. Okay? So reducing exposure to these chemicals is going to be beneficial to your, not only your reproductive health, but your overall health too. So Let's talk about these specific EDCs that you will find in your household, in the products that you're using. You likely, unless you already live in a 100% toxin-free home, um, you likely will find these things in your home. The first one, and you've probably heard this mostly from water bottles or plastic, is BPA. BPA is a chemical used to make plastic, right? You'll see a lot of water bottles and food storage containers, but mainly you'll see water bottles say BPA-free, okay? So one, look for that, but I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that later, so keep listening. Um, so look for water bottles that do say BP- BPA-free, even better, don't even buy plastic water bottles, get a stainless steel water bottle, and use that, okay? Number two, store your food in glass containers. Get rid of all of your plastic Tupperware. I'll be honest, we still have a lot of plastic Tupperware, but I really try not to put any hot food in it um, because that will usually... that. Heating up the BPA is a large 
issue. Okay. So, but I really try hard to use all of our glass storage containers. Um, I have a stainless steel water bottle that I absolutely love. I can put it in the um, show notes for you. Um, Try to opt for digital receipts. I know, weird that I'm talking about paper and receipts, but printed receipts a lot of times can come on thermal paper, which is coated with BPA. A lot of places now you can just get a digital receipt, which is really cool. Um, But many times you can't, and if you can't, just get rid of your receipt, wash your hands, okay? Um, We also want to limit our canned foods, switch to frozen foods, switch to foods, um, storing them again in glass. But here's the thing with BPA, BPA BPA-free. When something says it's BPA-free, it is BPA-free, but then unfortunately some of the companies end up using other chemicals, which aren't good for us either. So really just try to make that swap to glass, stainless steel, and just try to get rid of as much plastic in the home as possible. The second one that you're going to hear um, or you're going to see in your products is parabens. Um, You'll see this in your shampoo, in your conditioner, in many of your skincare products. I know in your toothpaste, in your deodorant, we want things that are paraben-free. Paraben is just another, um, it's a preservative that's used like in so many things. Thankfully, there are a lot more options now, and there are a lot of options that you can um, find that are paraben-free that don't include them, okay? So just make a point to really review, go through everything you use on your skin, and look for the most common parabens, methylparaben, propylparaben, um, butylparaben, and ethylparaben. The word will have paraben in it, so look for it. And then the next time you're shopping, I mean, don't don't waste a ton. Don't go killing yourself and switch swapping out everything this weekend or this week. But really just when it runs out, buy something that's paraben-free. Number three is pesticides. You most likely think of pesticides with your fruits and vegetables. And yes, that is... Uh, one main place that you will see pesticides. Um, But it's also in like baby oils and things. So really essential oils, cocoa butter. Be very conscious of what you're using, right? Pesticides are chemicals. They're, They're chemicals that are used to kill or repel plant or animal life to prevent mold, mildew. Of course, all of those great things, right? They're used to prevent the spread of bacteria. Those are great things. We don't want that but we also don't want pesticides. So make sure that you are opting for organic produce when you can, because they aren't using pesticides with organic produce. Um, And also make sure that you are washing your fruits and veggies, especially the ones on the dirty dozen list. I'll link a dirty dozen list in the show notes so that you can really pay attention to those specifically, but I highly recommend that you wash all of your fruits and veggies. The fourth one is phthalates. This one's spelled P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S. So it's not what how it sounds. There's a P-H before it, but it's um, pronounced phthalates. And these are chemicals used to make plastics more flexible. 
You're going to see these found in plastic packaging, um, cosmetic, skincare, beauty products, as well as um, many consumer products have just the word fragrance in them. And many times that's a phthalate. So again, we want to store our food in glass, um, transfer all food from non-plastic dishes um, or to non-plastic dishes and store them in glass, okay? Get everything out of plastic. When you get takeout, you know, they come in these nice plastic containers, really, really hot, transfer them to glass, out of them, or into your bowl, onto your plate as soon as you can. Also make sure you're reviewing the ingredients of your skincare, your cosmetics, your beauty products, and reduce the use of any product that has the word fragrance in the description or in the ingredients. And then the fifth one, and then I have a couple more tips, is sulfates. Sulfates are chemicals that are used as cleaning agents, um, but they're also found in like your shampoo, they're found in um, your makeup, in beauty products. I know I have a lot that I'm still working through to get rid of these sulfates. Okay, use sulfate-free cleaning, skincare, beauty products, cosmetic products as often as you can. Okay, by reducing all of these, now it's almost impossible to 100% get rid of all of this in your home. I get that. You get that. But we can begin to make these changes for our health, for our fertility health, um, so that our body is more ready when the time comes to have a baby. Um, a couple more tips that I just want to give you before I sign off for the day is number one, avoid microwaving anything in plastic storage and anything at all. Okay. Again, make sure that you are putting things in glass or using your proper plates and bowls to microwave your food. Okay. Number two, make sure you're counteracting the effect of EDCs by getting enough folic acid. So if you haven't started taking your prenatal, now's the time. You don't want to wait until you're starting to get conceived to start taking your prenatal vitamins. Okay. That folic acid, um, is going to help or has been shown to help the effects of these EDCs, okay? So higher levels of folic acid can help protect against the negative effects of BPA or phthalates um, in people like us with ovaries, okay? Also, some folate-rich foods are spinach, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, and liver. And then the third and final tip is to look for EDC personal care as much as you can. Just look for those products. They are out there. They may not be at your local grocery store, but you can find them on Amazon. You can find them at, at probably Whole Foods and some more specialty um, health food stores, but they're there. They're out there. And so I really encourage you to start Switching out your makeup, switching out your shampoo and conditioner, your moisturizers, your skincare, your lotions, 
your body wash, like all of those. Pay attention, be aware of the EDCs that are in them, and start swapping them out with products that do not contain these endocrine-disrupting chemicals. I hope this episode has been super helpful for you. If you have any questions about anything that we talked about today or anything in general about being a Someday Mom, um, shoot over to the Someday Mom podcast Instagram and shoot me a message and I would love to chat with you more. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening in. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend. You know, that friend that's a Someday Mom just like us. Or tag me in your stories so I can personally thank you for helping to get this message out to other Someday Moms. I am so grateful to be in this season with you. And until next time, let's make it a great week.